Hello and welcome to podcast number 9 where we have the usual fumble updates plus we have Eldritch Fox talking about Hubber and we also look at the undead team again plus dwarf tactics. Enjoy. everybody welcome to fumble podcast number nine i am joined with me as always by pc good evening everybody and we have the delight of being joined by eldritch fox who's going to talk to us a little bit later about hubber which is a league on fumble but to start with we're going to carry on with a black box trophy update so we've got chibite at the top still and a few others still playing games relentlessly yeah, you there's wanted been, to talk to there's us been a lot of people coming out at a, at a really high pace this season. Yeah. Um, I, I think we're going to have, you know, a dozen finished before Christmas at this rate. Um, there's a lot of people halfway there. So, you know, they can get it finished off in another month. Um, I just, I noticed something quite interesting because if you are running a squad, sometimes these things aren't explained quite as brilliantly as they should be. And I noticed something quite interesting, which is that my dwarves, after 10 games, had managed to get 10 and a half points out of 10. Now, obviously, my first thought was that I had broken the internet altered reality um, and last time I did that it took weeks to sort out so I was a bit upset so I went on discord and asked around and it turns out that the bonus points for getting 10 games played is added to the team ah okay uh, so however the any racial lead is added to the squad total but not added to the team and any unspent uh, sort of points at the start of the process are also added into the squad not to the individual teams. So sometimes discerning exactly why you've got the score you've got um, can be a little tricky. But there we are. It's um, Each squad, each team, each race is not playing to 30. They're playing to a maximum of 33. Now, I've had a look. There's a couple of other people um, that have got more than 10 out of 10, uh, which I do think is impressive. It's what I'm always encouraging my kids to do. Uh, <laughs> my little challenge is I wonder if anyone can actually this season get more than 30 points with a single race. That means losing less than one game every 10. In total, you can have two losses and one draw and still be over 30 points at the end. I wonder if anybody is going to get that done. I don't know. That's a good mm. challenge. I'm four for four mm. with my high elves at the minute, so that's the only race I'm likely to do it with, if any. There's, there's a couple of people that uh, that could get that done. There's a couple of people that, as I said, are, are over 10 for 10 already. Um, FX... 13 or F13 or Fixie or whatever you want to call him. <laughs> um, last time I checked, he had a team that was that was very much on course for that. Uh, and he there has, was he one is 12 for 11 at the moment. Yeah, absolutely. So he's uh, he's ahead of the ahead of the you know points per per game played. And if he can stay there for the next 20 next 18 games, he will complete the challenge. Uh, there was one other, but I've slightly forgotten who it was. Ah, oh, well. Well, I listen. Out one other that had that done. So let's see. Let's see if anyone can really go out there and uh, and get over thirty out of thirty. Though, of course, really, it's it's out of thirty three. It turns out. Yeah, that would be good. Now then, we were lucky enough in the middle of the week, PC, to interview Chibite. We were. Uh, yeah, about his Black Box Trophy run. So what yeah. we'll do is we're going to play that for you now. Chibite, lovely bloke, um, yeah, uses nice. quite colourful language in places. <laughs> so therefore, as we feel that this should be a family kind of accessible show, just like the Fumble website is, please keep an eye out for the covered up delightful language used <laughs> and see if you can spot it. But enjoy the interview. 
so we have Shibite with us. Yeah, we're very lucky to be joined by the perhaps the biggest celebrity in the black box right now, uh, Coach Shivite, which I believe is also his surname. Welcome. Yeah, welcome. Hello. I'm delighted right. to be here. Yeah, good. Are you all right? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Uh, I don't know that about the celebrity. I just put my name up there really fast, but that's, that's about <laughs> it. Well, I think just purely from the number of people that have played you lately and hence would recognize the name, uh, I'm sure you've got a lot of name recognition right now. I'm sure a lot of people are aware that you're joining us from Africa, so we're, we're thrilled to have you all the way from yeah, there. Yeah, thanks, man. Um, and I'm sure lots of people are aware you've played 150 games in the Black Box Trophy within a month of it starting. Okay. So the year goal is done in month one. Uh, is... How does that feel? Yeah, that is a big, mm. big achievement. That is huge. That's huge. Yeah, no, it was a, it was a quite a thing, all right. I just didn't even realize I did it. I just went at it. <laughs> did you, did you set out to do that from, from game one? Was that always your intention? Absolutely not. Um, I, I, I kept an eye. I, I started on the box very late. Um, I've only been playing on on Thumble for about a year. So when, once I discovered um, the black box trophy, I felt it was too late for me to start. So I kept an eye on it just because it looked fun. It looked like, you know, different races and uh, I don't know. It just looked, looked like a challenge. So from day one, I wanted to be in it. And it was in the situation where I could play a lot. So I just did. And uh, eventually someone did ask me if I if I was going to do it within a month. And I was like, you know what? Banjo. But I might. <laughs> I, <should do> <laughs> I, lo- I love the attitude. Why not? Um, yeah, yeah. He, did it, he did it because it was there. Uh, the same reason we've done so many things as a species. Um, did you enjoy it? Was it fun? It was at times, yeah. Yeah, Ooh, most of at, it. At times, I've got to ask then, what, what times were not? When, when did it get grindy? Norse. Right. Norse, yeah. My God, that was a bad call. I did not expect to hate them, but I did. <laughs> don't, don't tell me, I've got Norse, don't tell me that. Yeah, so have I, so have I. <laughs> um, they got discounted this season from three points to two points, and I think that tempted a lot of people. Yeah, I think so you're what, right. What, what were your big worries with Norse? What was the problem? Well, my, like before I started, I thought it would be a fun team because they all have blood, they have some frenzy, and I like surfing. So I was like, yeah, this, this, sounds, this sounds great. Until they start dying. And then, <laughs> then you're bound to be outnumbered with a pretend to be bashy team. And then you're like, well. Banjo. Uh, and, then, <laughs> and then you have 25 games to go. <laughs> right. <laughs> so uh, that yeah. was one of the things I didn't enjoy. Um, yeah, I know what you mean. My my team ran into uh, three positional deaths in game one, so that's going to take a long time to come back from, if ever, within the thirty. Which uh, which of your which of your teams was the most fun to play? Which did you have the most fun with? Perhaps not Underworld. the most successful. Okay, Underworld, so by a long shot, by a long Underworld, shot, a good fun. My my troll Mustakrakis was an absolute beast. He his first two skills were doubles, so he had to go for a blotch troll because oh, absolutely. Right. Blood stroll with tentacles and guard. He didn't get enough games to get a stand firm, but he will one day. Did he ever pick up a, a claw or even? No, what, what, no need. Did you have the blitzes for the claw? And once right. he became a bludger, he was a he was just there to stand and be super annoying. He just oh, yeah. kind of pushed him off. A big roadblock. An ultimate ultimate roadblock with tentacles. Fantastic. Um, we do see a lot of trolls that go with claw. You think that's a mistake? No, no, no. Like absolutely. Like it, it does the job. But uh, it's just so unreliable, and one in nines happens so often. Like it's it's like big guys are a magnet are, are a magnet for one in. So I don't know. I just didn't want to activate it that often. Once it, he had block, 
I was like, great, he'll be a killer. He will be a reliable killer. But then his second skill was a, another double. So I was like, pro, dodge. So I went for dodge because it just sounded fun. And, uh, and yeah, I think I'd have done the same. Yeah, yeah, I think that's it, the blodge has such wonderful synergy. Um, I yeah. think that I might have been tempted to a, a break tackle, but I mean, tentacles is so hard to turn down. Yeah. Such a lovely control. Yeah, it is. Now, your squad's rounded out, of course, with a Lizardman team, a Kemri team, and a Slan team. Mm-hmm. Um, which you've now got four racial leads. Um, I, you know, I, they won't last I, long. I hope this isn't news to you. They may not last. Which one is your? If you had to put money on, which one do you think you've done the best with? Which is the racial lead you might think you might keep? Well, um, which four racial leads do I have? Do I have everything other than Slan? Yeah. Uh, you yes. have yes, everything other than slang, yeah. Maybe maybe the underworld. I mean, like they are, they are very hard to, to yeah. keep alive. So maybe the underworld, or maybe even the Kenbury, uh, just because they are so such a frustrating team. Uh, they become a bit hard to get good good um, good results with them. Yeah, having but, a look uh, at your um, having a look at your Kenbury squad. Um, how did the how did the, the, the Tomb Guardians shape up? I noticed there's one there with only one game played, but the others seem to have stuck around for the full the full journey. Yeah, and the, the one that died, died uh, only uh, on game 28. Right. So, like, they, they all survived very well. I, I, I wanted to try Camry as a roadblock, so I went for all of the um, Tomb Guardians to have guard stand firm on, his, on their first two skills. Right. But then I got a got a stat freak so i had guard stand firm on three of them and one of them was a block strength six break tackle monster oh, right which yeah, was at the right yeah yeah and of course keeping those tomb guardians up and running is the secret to a successful camry run i would suggest if you start to lose tomb guardians that could become a cycle and the team can all fall apart that's it and uh, that, that's why i thought that guard stand firm will help them stay alive because they all help each other so their guards support the the Tom Guardian next to them. If they yeah, don't have guards stand firm, they can be pushed on a, on an uphill by a, any dwarf. You know, like oh, it's not that hard to just. Surely they would never dare. Dwarves are timid no, creatures. Should be absolutely. treated as But um, you're right. You know, no, there's nothing. If there's one thing worse than trying to deal with a strength five monster, it's a strength five monster with stand firm and another strength five monster with guard right next to it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, that makes it incredibly tough to think how you're going to crack into that if you need to. Mm-hmm. Now, if anyone's been watching the box, and I sometimes do, uh, I've noticed you've been still playing a few games with teams that are all named BT 2.2. So, what's the story behind that, Shavita? That's that's correct. Well, uh, after I finished, I went like, there is another 11 months to go. <laughs> I might as well create a, a second squad. So this, this squad is just more uh, for me, for myself as a coach, just to see if I can do better than with the official one, with uh, right. something that I'm a bit less comfortable with. So my like my like the, my, my original squad had uh, Lizards, Camry, uh, and um, the Slam as the three teams that I am comfortable with. Right. And the two that, I, that were new for me were uh, Underworld and Norse. So I, this time I've decided to go for something I'm a bit less uh, used to. So my, my the three that I'm comfortable with are um, how you call them? Uh, Necromantic, Camry, yeah. and um, and Slan. So I, I, I've kept those, uh, I've I've gone for those three as the three that I I like playing with. Uh, then I've kept uh, Underworld because it was so much fun in the first uh, go. And right. I also want to see if it was just having a blotched troll what made it, <laughs> or if it was a, 
the actual team, the rest of the team pulling their weight together as well. Sure. And for the last the last uh, team, I've gone for a high elves, which uh, I don't know. I, I'm not able to elf at the moment, so I want to get better okay. at that. We're not so talking about high elves. Team for you, then. We're not talking about high elves, are we? No, no, we're not. No, we're not. No, for reasons that will become obvious <laughs> to the podcast. Um, okay, cool. So, and that obeys the the rules of the the black box trophy, but of course, isn't entered into the trophy because at the moment one can only enter one squad in. Um, now, I did earlier this very day suggest on the thread about the current black box trophy. Uh, I've had, I think I first put the idea up yesterday, but it, it got a, a few replies today. An idea of letting people, once they've completed all 150 games, earn a ticket to enter a second squad. Uh, I suggested they'd have to change three teams. I know you only changed two, or perhaps even only changed one. Um, but they'd have to change some of the teams, but then they would be allowed back in with a secondary squad. Um, what do you think of the idea? Would you want to do it? Do you think it's a bad idea? Do you think it would encourage people, put them off? Um, I, think it's, I think it's a good idea. I absolutely think it's a, it's a good idea for, for many reasons. Uh, one, it keeps the, the, the box with a very diverse scenario. Like if someone is a madman like me or that finishes <laughs> in a month, like this encourages them to continue within the trophy. They can top their score and it helps everybody else as well because it means that that person is not creating just killer teams mm-hmm. to wipe the competition as it was suggested in a previous podcast, I believe. It had been mentioned, yeah. yes. It got a laugh, all right? It got a laugh out of me. I was like, hmm, that's actually a, an idea I could ponder with. Well, that, that brings me on to my next question. Have you got another project in mind? Is there is there a new target, a new horizon you've set yourself yet? Uh, the, the Fumble Cup. Uh, I joined for the Fumble Cup uh, just because I actually heard it here in the podcast. Um, Excellent. So I, I, I joined with a, with a phone slant team. Um, oh yes, is, I've just seen them. Yeah, twenty-four, three-three record, and currently weighing in at uh, two thousand one hundred and ten k of value. So, yeah, yeah, but it's a, it's a, it's just, it's just a slam, and they're they're not very old. So they don't have many or anything like. That. It's just them being as they are. The second everybody has one or two skills, they are massive. They just grow so fast. Sure. Um, but no, I would like to have something decent for next year's uh, Fumble Cup, so I might try try to train a squad. For well, that. surely, surely, if we did get the rules changed, you'd have eleven more um, squads worth of black box trophies <laughs> <Yeah>. to run. <laughs> would, would that happen? Would we see twelve sets of Chivite runs done in a year? No, no, I don't think. I don't think you will. I don't think you will. Uh, <laughs> hopefully, hopefully, you won't. Anyway. <laughs> okay. Well, look, you've been great. You've given us loads of your time. Yeah. Uh, thanks. Anything man. you want to say? Anything you want to talk about? Hmm. Anything we haven't asked about that we really should have done? Um, I that question has gotten me out of the blue now. Eh? It's a bit of a <laughs> I might have thought of something, but uh, no, I think uh, I think that's about it. I don't Good, know. we're all cleared up, man. Thank you so much for your time. Yeah, Thank it's you, been PC. a real pleasure. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Cheers, cheers. Take Thank care, you. man. Good luck in the box. Bye bye. <laughs> Okay. okay, that's the interview over. So we will now go on to the Fumble Cup. Okay. So let's start with Foxy. Tell hello, us hello. all about where you're at. So my pro-elf team at Disc Elf Inferno have won their first three games in the Fumble Cup and are now into the last 32. Brilliant, well done. Oh, yeah, well done. Very, 
very surprised and pleased with. Yeah, that's now. good stuff. That's good how, stuff. How about, how about you, Throwek? How are you doing? Well. Now, last week, you, you, <laughs> took, um, you, you enjoyed yourself over the fact that I'd lost. Uh, and, and admittedly, you know, I played up against a much bigger team and managed to lose 4-1, which is embarrassing and a bit of a shame. But, you know, surely it can't have gone that badly for you, can it? Well, <laughs> I, I don't really know what to say apart from... I lost 4 0. My oh, 4 0. So, yeah, whereas I scored, you didn't. <laughs> no, no, I didn't. So, where... this must have been a huge team, much bigger and nastier than you, coming and bringing all their skills and just, just trashing you, yeah? There, well, it didn't really turn out like I planned. And the worst thing was, I was streaming as well, which is just oh, that's embarrassing. <laughs> uber embarrassing. So, my tactic was just to go all out, kill some players, and just stroll it in. Didn't turn out like that. He had this strength for. Edge five thing of a high elf thrower mm. that just jumped everywhere. And, oh, just nothing paid what off. What base but, were you using? Uh, I was Nurgle. And they were a, a much smaller, tighter high elf squad, weren't they? Yeah, well, they had, I think, <laughs> four or five stat freaks, and the rest were loaders. <laughs> <laughs> mm. <laughs> you know, it happens you, though, doesn't it? And that's what Blood Bowl's you, you about. You were the overdog by about, what, 300, 350 TV? Yeah, something like that. Okay. Something well, like that. But it happens, doesn't it? It does, absolutely. You know, Blood Bowl is a dice game. Absolutely. And, you know, I, I felt after... I felt bad after we spoke on the last podcast about your defeat, PC, so... Oh, don't. I've been defeated so many times in my life that it, it ceased to, to bother me on any level. <laughs> uh, these, these things just happen, you know, you move on, you play another game. That's that's life. Yeah, so um, I haven't done as much commentary as I wanted to do on the Fumble Cup, actually. Um, I just... It's been a difficult to fit yeah. everything in. So same here. Now, as we do start heading towards the round of thirty-two and onwards, let's let's put a, a big plea out that if people can schedule their games using the scheduler, and if you agree it via PM, great. Go on the little clock feature, use the scheduler, because that way we can get you commentated. We can do some support back street, and and ensure that you've got lots of you know spectators there. A great atmosphere. So, I'd really encourage people to use that scheduler. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, good call. Good call. Um, so. While we've got Eldritch Fox here, mm -hmm. why don't you talk to us a bit about Hubber? Now, Hubber okay. is a league on Fumble, yes. and you are co-commissioner. Indeed I am. So Hubber's been running since 2012. Okay. Uh, it was inspired by the Three Die Block, three die block podcast, who were uh, talking about having a Highlander-style league where only one of each race was represented. But because they play on American times, you know, nobody really took it up. <laughs> so my good friend D Funketeer and Gary Un set up the league and I thought that'd be fun. I should sign up for that and I created a vampire team. Oh. And hundred and thirty seven well, games later <laughs> there was a purely random choice. Okay. Everyone that signed up you were allocated a team up. Right. I was given vampires. And they are still going, and they are by far my favourite team on Fumble that I use. Oh, they, really? uh, yeah, 137 games. They currently have four Legend players. They used to have five, but someone in this podcast killed one of them. That would be me. Yes, it was. Yeah, so I, I play in Hubber as well, and I've got Kemri. Um <sighs> And I don't usually play Kemri, but again, Hubber is... I've I've cut back an awful lot of my league play, um, and Hubber is the only league I'm still in. Um, it's well it, worth it. 
I played That's my big one. Which one, sorry? I played White Isle League. Oh, yeah, I was in that for yeah. What's really nice about Harbour is that if you come in there, you know you're not going to be facing five dwarf teams, five orc teams, five wood elf teams, whatever. You know, you know you'll face one of each race. And we are divided into three divisions, and there's promotion and relegation between each division each season. And between between every regular season, we have a cup where all the teams are thrown together, and it's just go for it. Much like the Hubbard's, Hubbard's version of the Fumble Cup. And... Uh, it's a lot of fun. This sage was in there for a while when he was on Fumble, and he had a nasty, nasty chaos team. Yeah, um, did. And and how full is it? I mean, obviously, if everyone gets a team at random, that's there's twenty four teams out there. Um, yep. Have you got twenty four coaches, or have you got a few spaces? Yes, we have twenty four. Uh, the problem is that we now have the option of people using the Simeon race, the Corn, and the Bretonians. So what we tend to do is say, right, if you get ogres. And you really, really don't want to play ogres, then you may, may pick one of those three. Right. But other, otherwise, it is the standard traditional twenty-four. Um, so generally, the top of the top league has been re- the regen teams, the necro, the undead, the vampires, because of the the built-in longevity of yeah. the teams. Um, the dwarves are now coming on very strong, which I'm disgusted about. Yeah, it's play, <laughs> played by a solid coach. <laughs> you will hear more about that later. Yeah. Uh, but the community of the league is awesome. Bad Baduk, Baduk, the Dutch guy who does much of the me and you running running around and chasing people. Right. He's very good and very yeah, funny. Yeah, he's very good. Um, he's a good commission. He both Yeah, it's, it's a well-run league. It's a well-run league. And uh, what I like about it is there's quite a lot of banter between the coaches. So yeah. there are grudges that are evident and... Mm-hmm. You just take just it's a it's a league where you just take the mick out of each other constantly. I, I do think the 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 key strength of any league is how it's run. It's the admin team and how how successfully they can get everyone feeling there's a real commitment to get those games played. That it's not just you know a single player experience. It's about a community coming together to make sure that league happens. Um, yeah. And where there's been you know good admin support and really committed players, leagues have run great. And where there isn't, that's when they tend to fall apart. So, yeah, it's it's the guys behind the scenes that are the real heroes. Yeah, I agree. I agree. So if many moons in... ago, sorry, many no, moons go on, ago, go we, on, Ollie. We, cre- we created the headquarters of Hubber, which is Hubber Towers, <laughs> which is much like the castle from um, Count Dracula. <laughs> yeah. it, it appears and vanishes in different places and it has many different levels of um, to satisfy coaches' various desires, shall we say. And so when a coach mysteriously vanishes from the league, then they have been sent to one of the pleasure dungeons and (laughs) they may return or they may not. Nice reference to Count Duckula Castle, but as we all know, Danger Mouse was a superior show. Keep your spin-offs, I believe, in the original. It's a tough call. That's fighting talk. We'll get on to that later on. So if people wanted to join Hubber, the group page is on Fumble. You'll just need to search for it in a group or they can contact you or there is a forum as well, isn't there? Indeed, on the forum we are there. They can contact me or they can contact Badoek, which is B-A-D-O-E-K. We're currently in our in-between season cup. So once that is done and dusted, we'll be starting up the new season, hunting for new coaches to replace the couple of dropouts we have and starting all over again. And what sort of what sort of level is the lowest league? What um, if I've got a brand so, new team? What am I going to be facing? So tier th- the third tier three league is between obviously a thousand TV up to twelve hundred, thirteen hundred. 
oh, okay, so no one's going to be massively greater than me and just, you know, pounding me into the ground. Oh, as I no, if, they are, get, if they are, if they are, they'll be for an MVP. Uh, the middle tier, you get quite a mixture. You get the guys that have just fallen down from the top division sure. and the guys that have just come up from the lower division. So there's quite a mixing pot there of uh, TV difference. And, and the there's... top is gen- generally between 2,000 TV and 1,500, 1,600. Yeah. It's... Cool. It does work really well. And there's a few house rules in action as well with um, dodge being negated by tackle and all of that. Yeah. um, Uh, Which really helps the stunty teams. Right. So if you've got stunty, tackle is negated. Yes. That's a variant that fumble runs. Only only when you're being blocked. It still affects you when you're trying to dodge away. Yeah. Right. But um, if a dwarf runs up and punches you in the face... And you go, ha ha ha! No. Well, that's horrific. That's, <laughs> I don't understand why any admin would let that rule in. That seems ridiculous to me. Yeah, so there's that's... also a rule in there where we nerf claw pom slightly, but obviously piling on is no longer a thing. Um, well, it can be in leagues. Uh, leagues can elect to have it still there, um, but quite a lot said, "Okay, we can get rid of it. Hooray, it's gone." Yeah, yeah. So that's Hubber. That is Hubba. So, like I said, if you're interested, get on to Fumble, have a look. Um, What I'd like to discuss next is, have you boys seen anything in the forums that's taken your eye? Um, I mean, other than what we talked about with Chivite, uh, my idea to let people run a second squad, um, there hasn't been that much bouncing around. I've noticed um, a couple of people getting onto the Borg thread. I hope they can recruit a new person or two. Yeah, that would be good. Their weird mission. Uh, And, of course, there's the NAF team challenge, which um, everyone should be looking to get some friends together and drop a team of four into the latest NAF uh, NAF, uh, online tournament. Uh, and this one's going to be run on the same rule set that is used in January in the UK team challenge. So uh, that's a good chance to practice for that, but also just to you know, have a go with some friends, with some people backing you. Um, and that can be really interesting. Sometimes you're going into a game that you think, well, I, you know, I've, I've suffered here on the racial draw, but, but actually, you know, my team's doing okay. A draw would be okay here. So it's one of the odd times in Blood Bowl where sometimes team orders can, uh, can be interesting. Yeah, just looking at the forum, there's quite a few teams now slipping in. Um, We've got just under a week to sign up. The yeah, 5th of November. Monday the 5th, yeah. Yeah, yeah burn a Catholic day in this country. <laughs> yeah, bonfire night. Guy Fawkes yes, night, a, whatever you a, want to call it, but yeah. Yes, if you're yeah. not British, that may be an obscure reference. We have a, <laughs> we have a holiday on the 5th of November that celebrates um, the fact that we burnt at the stake uh, a terrorist i suppose a catholic that was trying to blow up our parliament yes. several hundred years ago and we still celebrate his gruesome death every year uh, by recreating it which is you know well do you know what an interesting story which i found out at the weekend is that i don't think he was actually burned on the stake he was hanged drawn and quartered ah. apparently and the reason people like fight is is to warn the catholics not to try something like that again <laughs> that's yeah, that's, that's true that's that's what i saw that's what i found out about because i also I found out about modern justice has gone belong beyond hanging and drawing um, and quartering yeah <laughs> yeah well yeah yeah possibly um, i also found out about jack-o'-lanterns and why they're called oh, jack-o'-lanterns yeah. and why is that okay well i'll, I'll tell it Sorry. briefly i, I, I know it's kind of not bb related at all but it's interesting so there was a guy called jack who lived in ireland and he tricked the devil 
into turning himself into a silver coin so he could pay for a drink. But instead of paying for a drink, he put it in his pocket where he had a cross so the devil couldn't change back to his normal form. He bartered with the devil and said, look, don't just leave me alone for a year and I'll let you back. So the devil agreed. As soon as he came out, he tricked the devil into climbing a tree. <laughs> and when the devil went up the tree, he carved a cross on the tree so he couldn't come down and they says you got to leave me alone for 10 years and the devil agreed but during that 10 years jack died and he went up to heaven and said and the heaven said oh no you're too tricky and dishonest you can't come in sent him down to hell and the devil was that annoyed with him and he was like no you're not coming into hell either you can just wander the earth and so he did with a lantern now the irish used to celebrate this with, not celebrate it, but mark it in some way by hollering out a turnip and putting a candle in it as a lantern. As you do. Yeah. But the reason it's a pumpkin is when the Irish went over to America, they found that obviously the native vegetable was the perfect size. So they used pumpkins instead and called it a jack-o'-lantern. That's where the name Jack comes from. Wow. That was incredibly boring, wasn't it? There we are. I've learned something. There you go. Well, well I've learned that as well. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. Well, do you know what? I've been carving pumpkins with my kids today. It's been right good fun. I did a, bat- <coughs> I did a Batman signal. But anyway, that's, that's by the by. So, yeah, team challenge. That's on there. Get, get your teams in. Get your teams in. One thing I do want to talk about is, and I've had a few requests and people are looking for podcasts that give them some tactics, basically. And we started this when we started the podcast. We talked about vamps and we talked about ogres. Yep. But maybe it's time to talk about dwarves PC. Oh, is it? Yeah. What would you like to know? Um, well, I think you are probably one of the best dwarf players in the world. Thank you. I'm so, not sure that's true, but it's very flattering. Well, that's all right. Certainly, um, I, I flatter myself that if you're discussing the best dwarf players in the world, my name ought to crop up. Yeah, there you go. Um, so I'd go that far. Um, what do you want to know about dwarves? There. Right. So let's start with starting team. Dwarves. Starting team, your bog standard. Well, I mean, I, the way I start is perhaps a little bit different to how I would advise people that aren't very experienced with dwarves to start. Um, I minimize my exposure to AV8. So I only take one Slayer and I take one Runner. I take two Blitzers and seven uh, Beards. And then that allows me three rerolls. Uh, and that comes in at 970. Okay. I think the okay. rerolls are important. I think having one Slayer is important in case you do have to deal with a rogue big guy or some Black Orcs or something. Um, I, I mean, your mileage may vary. My advice to most new coaches would be to take a second runner. Because if you're not really confident of keeping your runner fairly safe and secure, then, you know, splat and suddenly you've got very little ball handling. Yeah. And you can still, within the thousand, have three rerolls, two runners, six beards, uh, a slayer, and two blitzers. And I think that's a, probably a slightly safer starting. Um, but, you know, I, I back myself to get the apoth and to get the team running with only one runner. Um, but, yeah, I'm not sure I'd advise that to everybody. Okay. Okay. So what about how you build your players? Um, I always find when I'm playing dwarves, I never really know how to build my blitzes because I generally try and use my troll slayer to blitz. Mm. I mean, I don't, I don't have a defined role for any one particular dwarf. 
So some of it depends on what roles they get and what else is happening elsewhere yeah, in the course, team. Yeah. Um, blitzers, blitzers do really well with plus movement uh, so that they can move six and keep up with and be as quick as the runners. And also they can get around a lot. Uh, dodge is great on them because it's one of your very few AV3s. So they're probably going to end up with guard at some point. And the ability to dodge that in uh, out of contact and back in wherever you want it uh, can be really, really useful. Okay. The, the beards are obvious. I mean, most people go with either Mighty Blow or Guard first. I tend to go Guard first. I My view is always that the hitting will usually take care of itself. Um, if, you're, if you've got the position locked down and a good wall of Guard, then you're going to get some casualties anyway. Um, a lot of people I've noticed lately, particularly uh, Sizeberth Adam, I saw going with uh, Stand Firm first on, across the team, actually. Okay. And trying to make um, what I guess we'd call a stymie dwarf squad, uh, one you just can't push around. Uh, I, I like stand firm maybe as a third skill. If I'm getting doubles, I'm mostly nowadays, I mean, diving tackle is great and it really can help limit the movement. And as dwarves, you always want to limit movement. But I do quite like a dodge dwarf, a dodge beard particularly. Um, even if you get a particularly get a double first, then just dropping dodge straight on them and then dropping them straight on any big guy from the opposition. Uh, they've got about a, a three out of four chance if you dodge them away anyway. So that they, if you need them to be mobile and get out of there, they can. Yeah. But otherwise, I'm looking to tie the big guy up because now obviously that's a problem with my strength three across the board. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So in in terms of offensive and defensive play, mm. see if you can just summarize your approach to each. Uh, defensively, it, it absolutely depends what you're facing. If you can get up in their face, guard lock them, um, something that's going to want to try and get away, so elves or Amazons or rats, then uh, I will often seek as much contact as possible and hope for the fail. And if the fail's nice and early in the turn, then I've got a lot of hitting to do, uh, yeah. which is great. But it, it's about reroll denial, about trying to suck their ability to outmaneuver you and also draw as many rerolls out of their hand as possible. Um, you want to keep something back as a, as a sweeper, but sometimes it can also be plugging a gap on the line and yet mobile enough to, to sweep either side if needs be. That's often the runner's role. Uh, and you need to be really careful with the Slayer because people will hit it every chance they get, foul it every chance they get. He has AV8 and likely a reasonable amount of TV on him. So, yeah, be really careful. Uh, I, I've long said that I think Frenzy is a nega trait. Yeah, uh, you can, you can certainly land well, you in a lot not, of trouble. It, it really can. Um, Slayers do great with either stand firm or, I mean, particularly if they gain a strength, then break tackle. Any dwarf that gets strength four should be thinking about break tackle to aid mobility because dwarves always need mobility. And in terms of running an offense, uh, I mean, that's my watchword is mobility. Um, every turn I'm thinking, where can I get the ball to? Not what can I hit, not, you know, I mean, I am trying to secure the ball when I get it there. But it really needs to move forwards all the time because dwarves just don't have the legs to run it in in the last couple of turns. You need to be making your ground. And I would say it's the priority every single turn. Unless there's you know a big claw player on the opposite side, then I might go out of my way to try and take them out. But really, yeah, okay. I'm all about making the ground up. So often blitzing a player off another player so that both of those can then move afterwards. Yeah, after, uh, rather yeah, than blitzing one course. thing and then supporting so that you get two hits. I'd rather have one tit and lots of mobility. Fair. Are there any particular races you find more difficult to play against at low, mid and high TV? With um, lizards can be a pain, uh, particularly once they get a couple of break tackles. And if they prioritize a couple of break tackles, uh, I faced them on tabletop in my last tabletop tourney, and uh, you know I was 4-1-0 going into that game with a chance of winning it all. And they just shamed me. They just ran through at will and you know break tackled away every time I had one I thought pinned. 
or hit me down. Uh, I never got into the skinks, and when I did, I couldn't hurt them. Um, so I, I think lizards can be a real trouble. Um, weirdly, I think one of the very, very few times that oh, they're, they're never effective, they're a terrible squad, but I think ogres aren't that bad against dwarves at very low TV. Mm-hmm. Um, simply because the dwarves really struggle to get away from them. And if you can keep your snotling safe and get a couple of early casualties, then each ogre can easily tie a couple of dwarves up. So if you're careful with your blocking patterns, then that can be a real nightmare. It's a game everyone goes, oh, you'll win easily. And sometimes it's really challenging, really tough. The only, the only tabletop, tabletop tournament game I've won with ogres was against dwarves, where I caused eight casualties, I think. Well, there we go. If, if the AV9 gives terrific. out... You know they've got they've not yeah. got the legs they've not got the dodge ability so mm-hmm. they need to be able to withstand the hits and of course every ogre hits strong and hits hard with mighty blows so that can be a tough one obviously as teams develop it's the can openers it's the claws mm-hmm. because you know dwarves major thing is their av9 and fixed skull so once you've got something that laughs at that that's a really tough position for dwarves to be in yeah absolutely um okay if there was one piece of advice to give to a brand new player that just bought his dwarves from Games Workshop, about to play tabletop for the first time, what would it be? Always think about your control of the field, not about just hitting things. Dwarves win by controlling movement and controlling the field, not just by smashing things about. See, I think I've learned something there. I do that a lot. I just hit stuff. There is a fair chance I'm completely wrong. (laughs) <laughs> well, no, but the thing is, you've, you, you're a successful dwarf player, so there is obviously some element of truth in that. So yeah, but we'll take I've, it. I've never lied to anybody. Plan A is always be luckier than the other guy. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> of course. Now then, if you remember mm. last podcast we we went we were talking pretty much immediately after Games Workshop released the teaser. We speculated whether the new team would be Undead or Necro, but we do know now that it's Undead. Have you seen do. the picture? Only because you've shown me the picture, um, so I have now. <laughs> yes, I've seen it. I've got some lot, lots of very excited messages from people saying, have you seen this? Have you seen this? Yeah, because you're quite active on the Facebook community, aren't you? I do spend a bit too much time in there, yes. <laughs> it's uh, it's nice that people are excited. I don't like them, but you know. Yeah, there's okay. it's torn. It's torn. Um, again, with Games Workshop stuff, the fact that you're going to have two whites that look the same, two mummies that look the same. I like I like individuality in my I do. in my minis. Um, however, there's, there's been... usually some sculpting ability so that you can try and change, you know, one yeah. arm position or the head angle or something. I like uh, the style of enough. them. I must admit, I agree with... There's, there's been a few comments around the mummies saying they're too dynamic in yeah. terms of their movement. I think I, think I probably I agree with that. I think that's my problem. Yeah. Um, I like the whites. I think the white looks good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm struggling to decide 100% which the ghoul is. It's uh, the one crouching, it, I think. One of the, yeah, is it? Yeah. Okay. Um, so I guess with skeletons. the colour of skin, yeah, that, that looks like it. The skeletons look all right. The zombies, you know, I think the devil, the detail with zombies is always how you paint them. And the white, I think, is really good. The the mummy looks like uh, looks like someone's sort of crossed mummies with the uh, rhino from the Spideyverse. <laughs> it, it, I haven't noticed dynamic. that before. It's too in action. You know, the the thing with mummies is they're really slow but incredibly dangerous. This looks the opposite. This looks like a juggernaut blitzer. 
And I, I just, mm. I think there's better mummies around. I tell you what, it reminded me of. It reminded me of if somebody wrapped the mighty Zug up in bandages. Yeah, yeah, that's a good shout. You know that kind of running pose. Yeah, it's very, do you know what? what it's very what similar to mummies. The... It's always running, isn't it? That's when I think of a mummy, I think of them running. Oh no, hang on, I don't at all. <laughs> somebody on Facebook said they've modelled it doing a failed go for it on a blitz that you really shouldn't do. (laughs) Well, I'll buy that. Um, But it's, I think it's just a shame. I think the rest of the team's really solid, but I think the mummy is a disaster. I wonder if it would be possible to bring both legs side by side and... There'll be some conversions done, I'm sure. sure sure But then he's going to look off centre and off balance. I... (laughs) I mean, there are, as I said, lots of other makers out there, and there's some other nice mm-hmm. undead teams I've seen. I personally, if I was getting an undead team, I probably wouldn't uh, be looking at these because of the, that mummy. That mummy's enough to really upset mm-hmm. me. I think but I mentioned these... before, I tend not to coach dead teams because your mum was right, and role-playing does influence you. Yeah, I've already talked about that before. Yeah, I used to do Advanced Dungeons and & Dragons and play as a paladin. And now I struggle to feel good about myself if I'm coaching a dead team still um, (laughs) 30-odd years later that has impressed on me that dead things are bad. Well, they are. They are. All of the new GW teams are great entry-level teams for people who just either discovered the hobby or... Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Again, after 10, 15 years away, I could buy a team for 15 pounds. Brilliant. Are they, though? I mean, I think they're they're cybercrack. It's, it's, you know, you, you buy your team, great. You go to a local league or a local mm-hmm. tournament, and then you work out, oh, hang on, I actually need three or four ghouls, not two. So I'm going to have to go and buy a second box. And then they've got you on the drip, and that's what Games Workshop want. They want you <laughs> regularly giving them money. And, of course, they do. They're a business. Absolutely. Um, yeah. But I get I, that. I think the barriers to entry could be a little lower for people's first team. Uh, it would be nice to see a couple of teams out there where one box gives you everything you would want to run a league team or complete in a tournament. And so far, we haven't had a single box like that. So, Not the Dwarf team? No, not for me. I mean, it's got two Blitzers, two Slayers, and two Runners, but that only leaves you six Beards. And if I go to a tournament, I'm usually taking two Runners, two Blitzers, a Slayer, and seven Beards. Okay. So you're a Beard short. Um, you are a Beard yeah. short. And if you want 12, you've got no option but taking the second Slayer, and that can really mess up how many rerolls you have and things. And then, of course, dwarves, because they're reasonably cheap, um, can often afford to sneak a, a you know, um, a chainsaw in. Or mm-hmm. some people, for reasons I've never really understood, quite enjoy a death roller. Uh, and of course, those don't <laughs> oh, come anywhere near the box. Yeah, that was the question I was going to ask you when we were talking about dwarves, death roller, yes or no? No. No, there you it go. That's a simple one. That's a simple one. There we are. We can debate the dwarves. You should have to take one. Um, it's not so bad on Blood Bowl 2 interestingly whereas one of their really balanced and not at all broken innovations um, your team can get uh, as a a part of the ground improvements can get a free bribe every game Um, so they're perhaps running a a big old tractor makes some sense because if you can get up to say 14 so that you know the kickoff and the one turn back at the end of the first half you can keep the death roller safe then you can have him on pitch both halves and that makes some sense to me yeah, it's, it's, it makes it almost a different game, though, doesn't it? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, what, when you completely ignore the rules and build something just the way you feel like it, yes, yeah. it does make a different <laughs> game. That's, that's pretty much the definition of it, isn't it? Pretty much. So, well, on that note, that brings us on to um, just a quick note about the competition that we're running. I want to run it for another mm. week or so. 
we've had four entries so far for the lyrics competition fantastic um, um and what we'll do is we'll pc and i will decide which one we like and we'll we'll then share them with you so if you want to pm us or get us in touch with us on discord or fumble please do turn yeah we've got our own song. server on, on discord and people have dropped some lyrics yeah. there which is is a, yeah we, we definitely find those so yeah turn works. a song into a blood bowl song that's all it is it's good fun but now we go on and to our should the back said everyone attack and it turned into a dark elf blitz that's the one thanks pc on. for that the standard outburst. is low so, so come on you <laughs> must be able to do better than that so we're going to bring back the angry man rant oh here we go so just to remind you this works very simply pc will have 30 seconds to rant about an issue and Eldritch Fox, Foxy, my friend, you will have 30 seconds to rant about your choice of an issue. Okay. Okay. We'll have yep. PC going first. So I'm okay. just, you've got until I get my clock out. <laughs> family show, family show. Um, oh, little <laughs> things please little minds. Yeah, that's what she said. Ba-boom. Right. 30 seconds. Okay. What's your subject, PC? Uh, natural one-turners. Natural one-turners. Yep. Um, after my FC game, I agree with whatever you're about to say. <laughs> so, ready? On your marks, yep. get set, go. One of the biggest plagues on Blood Bowl is natural one-turners. Now, it's bad enough when I dominate a game, when I dump both halves, I'm winning, I've scored, but because I haven't got something ridiculous with loads of agility, I've got two goals. And you've perhaps got one back because you've got a natural one-turner. And then you don't even have to do that ludicrous Tetris thing where you push some things around. You just get the ball to him, off he goes and streaks his way in. There should be no player allowed to move more than 10 spaces, whether that's through a go for it or a sprint. 10 should be the absolute maximum. And then you at least have to push some things around. You at least have to pay Tetris. Stop. Well, my two hours of Blood Bowl becomes... No, stop. <laughs> <laughs> I was really trying not to laugh through that. Good work, please. Uh, good work. Yeah, right. Are you ready, Foxy? What's your subject? I am. My subject is dwarves. <laughs> this is going to be interesting. And we Are you ready? Okay, I'm ready. On your marks. Get set. Go. The problem with dwarves is they're dull to play against and they're dull to play with. You knock them over, you can't hurt them. They're slow, you can run around them, they'll catch you eventually and they'll hurt you. They don't do anything exciting, there's no pizzazz, there's no flair to the dwarf game. It is just walk down the pitch, blob, 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 hit people, they're dull. They should not be in Blood Bowl, they should be removed or be forced to take secret weapons every game. And stop. <laughs> okay. I'm not going to ask what you thought about that, PC. Uh, it's racist. It's just pure, pure simple racism. <laughs> <laughs> so, having thought about both, um, Foxy, see, I play dwarves quite a bit, and I would oh, put them into the category conspiracy. of... Um, orcs are a little bit the same, but I yeah, think... I think goblins. But I think Zons are worse than Dwarves, especially at OTV. And the only way to keep them honest is to have some Dwarves around to kick them to hell every once in a while. Yeah, possibly. <laughs> On ter in terms of yours, PC, I've actually got a few natural one-turners. <sighs> but I can completely see the frustration, especially as a Dwarf player like yourself. So I think natural one-turners need to go to Blood Bowl hell. 
Fantastic. Boom. Thank you very much. There we go. So, thank I you for joining us, Foxy. That's been a pleasure. Thank you very much. That's yeah, right. thanks for and remember, Hubbard is available on Fumble. And if you want to join us on Fumble, it's www.fumbbl.com. We also have a Facebook page. So if you want to go onto there, just Google or search on Facebook Fumble Podcast and come and like us. And we get a bit of news out there as well. So thank you for joining me, PC and Foxy. Always um, a pleasure. Yeah. Always a pleasure. See you next time. Yeah, and we'll see you again, everybody. Take care. Nanitel. Good night. Once again, thanks for listening. If you want to like us on Facebook, you can find us there under Fumble Podcasts. If you'd like to support us, you can always find us on Patreon under Throwek and also on SoundCloud. We look forward to speaking to you next time. Cheers.